Do you ever say froyo? Because I don't. And I no, hate it. I really I don't. Hate that I do not like that. I, I like the food, but I don't like that wording. Yep, it's bullshit. I usually just call it ice cream. Honestly, well, I don't think it's that either. It's not it's, that, but if I say, "Hey, let's go get ice cream," and we end up at a frozen yogurt place, yeah. and I say, "This is good ice cream," everyone knows what I'm talking about. So oh. that's usually what I say. Sorry. You you need a book of topics for when you're hanging out with people. Yeah, I hey, do. How's it going? This is good ice cream. Oh, yeah. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's actually yeah. for real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I don't have time to say Gert. I'm running low on time. I've got to be in the car. Zen Gert. Why didn't they call it that? I think they missed out. Yeah. Because it doesn't rhyme. Oh, that's true. I think is the main reason. That's 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 it. And because they're not marketing geniuses like my co-host here, you are a brilliant <laughs> Zen Gert. Because <laughs> you listen to because Jamie Gertz has, probably has a copyright on that. Hey everyone, ever and welcome to the one hundredth one zero zero th episode with some applause Woo! of twentieth century pop show where we try to understand the present while living in the past for all of these episodes even the fact that i've gotten married it stayed the same my name is tim blevins and i was married when we started and i'm still bob canning so that makes it very easy to follow the show right yeah because the same host congratulations to us i guess right baby absolutely a hundred episodes and seven good starts in there somewhere you could probably find them if you went through the back catalog but congratulations and this is one of them well, this Number could have been seven, one of them. The seventh best start of, of the series. Yeah? Sure. That's kind. That's that, that's kind. But yeah, we're a hundred uh, official episodes in. And, and, and I got to say, I um, we've been doing it uh, two, for two years, over two years. This is about a two and a half year show that we've been doing so far. Wow. I'm trying to give you a little space to ask the question you asked me before we started recording, because I thought, what a great way to talk about when did that, we start that recording would be, this You were saying two and a half years ago, I have a sense that we started in at the beginning of 2016? 17. Mm. Mm. I mean, those are both good guesses. Um, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Yeah. And when you do, I will bless you. <laughs> I'm good. I guess. Okay. Um, no, we started. Uh, so as a show, we kind of did. I guess it was a trial run. Actually, I mean, I, technically, the, you know, we. I was doing another podcast before this. Does anybody want to hear the history of this? I, no. I do. I want to do know have, how we got to episode 100 because you were doing. Does like anyone a, like who subscribe want to hear the history? They do. To this? You were doing a yeah. personal podcast, right? It was just you. I was doing a podcast about my failed attempt to be a filmmaker. It was called Manic Filmmaker. Mm. And it was a week-to-week podcast. And it was a way I thought of getting word out about the film that I thought was going to be coming out that never did, that uh, I and some very close friends and, and cast uh, worked on. And it was a weekly show. Um, and so to make it weekly, I started talking about aspects of film that impacted me. Movies I liked, uh, things I learned from movies. And, and I was going to tackle the topic of clerks on an episode. There was an episode where I was going to talk about the impact both about the subject matter, but also the career of Kevin Smith about clerks, the 1994 film. And I reached out to you this was probably at the middle or beginning of 2016 whenever this podcast which is no longer available was up i reached out to you because i thought we both lived through clerks it was kind of like we both got to college 
Uh, we don't talk, but it'd be nice to catch up. We hadn't talked in a while. And so I, I reached out to you to do, do you remember we did, we were going to record an episode that was about what the movie Clerks meant to us. Does this sound familiar to you or, or no? No, it does. It sounds familiar, but I honestly can't recall if we recorded that episode. We did. Okay. And here's the thing. It's, it used to be up. I'm sorry that that, well, not sorry, but that whole podcast is lost and, and no one can hear it, but... We recorded an episode that I thought was going to be just a discussion about a movie and what came out of it. Because, again, you and I have been friends since 1993. Um, yeah. We were, you know, we met in college. Well, we 94, roommates. I think we've been friends. We met in 93. We've been friends and I've been friends with you since 94. So you don't think uh, when we first saw X-Files, we weren't <laughs> friends yet? I'm kidding. Okay. Well, Love we bought, first uh, sight, Tim. Well, I, I, that's nice. Thank you. Oh. Um. But what uh, to, to quickly to, to sum up how how the show happened and to actually make the show happen for for, for people who want to listen, um, I, I we we uh, I, we hadn't spoken in a while because you moved to California, I, I stayed here on the East Coast. Things you know went through. You had you got married, you had children. Yeah. I did not. Um, eventually, I, I got married. But before that, when we were doing the the, the, the show, you were slow uh, to get on Facebook. Also, I was slow to get on Facebook. <laughs> Well, I mean, Maybe that's just that a, was the struggle of the friendship, really. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying that that that's. I'm not going to talk to him. That's He's how not I, on this. If you weren't in my immediate area, if I weren't wasn't seeing you at gatherings, I was hanging out on Facebook and saying hey to old friends. And had you been on Facebook, we would I'd be you know comment as I do now, commenting back, you know, posting, liking, whatever. But you were slow to get on, so yeah, it was a very. I'm just accentuating the fact that yes, it was a while before we reconnected. Yes, and 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 we did use uh, modern media or medium to, to to contact again. I we reached out to each other. I think it was through text or through Facebook, and and agreed to a, you know to record an episode of this podcast I was doing to talk about clerks. And I will tell you what the reason that episode I think prompted this show, um, and 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 kind of I, if if I had it, boy, it would be great to play it. But I have lost that audio. Uh. Um, and what I thought was going to be a conversation just about a movie, within that conversation, you and I, who hadn't talked in a while, were, 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 were connecting in the sense that we were talking about something we shared in common. And that conversation sort of kind of turned into talk about maybe where we were in life, maybe where it wasn't where we thought we'd be in life, and maybe some of the struggles and failings we had had that got us to that point. Basically, we were catching up a little bit. Yeah. Hearing where we were both at, and 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 the, the gist I got is like, wow, neither one of us is recognizable as career-wise or as creatively the people we thought we were going to be, but we're interacting like the friends that we were. We're catching up, and we're doing it through the guys or through the the medium or or, or or through the topic of a pop culture thing we shared in our past. We're using this thing from our past to kind of reconnect, to discuss, and from that discussion, I, I, I got a hint of where some places you were at, some things you were struggling, struggling with, some good things too. But there, there was a connection. It kind of sparked a connection. We talked. I felt like it was a very raw conversation because I was surprised at what we were talking about. We got off topic. But it felt like a, there, there was something to the fact that we have a shared film, TV, music, whatever, history to use as a way of reconnecting. And, and I think that triggered my thought that there was something the pop culture worth talking about. Maybe forget the film thing and just, you know, that I was trying to make and, so, and, and a way to do a show. And I think that conversation and, and, and the fact that we were reconnecting and I was learning more 
about where you had been for the 10 years that we hadn't been talking got me to thinking that we could do something to some vein about that. And that was sort of the, the genesis of a show where it would be you and I discussing most of the time shared pop culture history or things from our childhood and just seeing what it meant then and where we are in relation to it now. I don't know. Does that make sense? That was our long rambling explanation <clears throat> no, for that this makes, anniversary. <clears throat> that makes uh, complete sense. Uh, and that's what we've been doing for 99 episodes plus, you know, a few more give or take here or there. Um, <clears throat> and I think, I think it's been great. I think we've, I, I feel closer to you than I ever have, Tim. Um, so I, I feel like even though you are on the East coast and I'm on the West coast, that there's really nothing between us. And, um, you just remain one of my best friends ever. And I appreciate the opportunities every, uh, week and a half, two weeks, uh, to, to get on the phone or excuse me, to get on the, the horn. What do we call this? The internet, I suppose. But I've I was telling people we did this online. Okay, on I appreciate the, internet, the opportunity but you can call it a to horn. get to regularly regularly get online with you and spend an hour chit chatting before we actually record this thing, and then continue just the chit chat during the recording. I mean, it's just a conversation. It's just hanging out and and talking about things we enjoy, uh, things we enjoyed once before, and maybe you know how things are going these days. Oh, that's it's great. That's very sweet. Thank you, sir. I something that's interesting, I guess, in what <clears throat> what you're saying is is in and, and I think listeners know this. I mean, we we do record this on separate coasts through microphones and, and headphones, so we don't see each other. No, there isn't thank like God. any eye contact or anything like that. Um, but there, it is verbal. It is a communication. I do like that. You you make the point of saying you know we 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 usually you know as we go through a uh, an online medium. Um, and we talk for an hour and then the show starts and then we record the show. What's the difference there? Just out of curiosity, what do you think designates some of it as this is going to be pre-show? This is how we talk post-show or during the show this is how we talk. Are are they the same or is there, is there something feel different from one to the other? I think it feels a little different. <clears throat> I think the pre-show conversation, we're a little, um, I, I don't think we we use names is that what you're gonna say well we we use names but no we we talk about more about like where we are now what's going on now what's the immediate thing that just happened like we talked about the earthquake uh that i lived through and you got to see how people live through it you know we talk about those immediate things whereas the show we actually try and have a topic that's specific to our pop culture past Okay, yeah, that's so a big it's, difference. It's, it's a little phony, right? It's, I mean, this part it, of the hanging out's a little, little bit of a trick. This part here that we're doing now, I think no, I mean the, the nature. I mean, it's, it's very sincere, but the nature of a friendship via a show yeah. that we're putting up for people to hear. I mean, maybe this is more of a question to ask an audience than each other, but I, I, I feel it's very sincere. And and I agree with what you're saying. It's been, or, or or I will say what I think you were saying. Um, it's it's been an amazing experience to reconnect with you this way. It's a little odd to me that I so want to put that out there for other people to hear. Yeah, like I do want to use a lot of that pre-conversation stuff. And I don't know, I don't know. I I guess that's the nature. I guess I'm wondering. Yeah, this medium of podcasting, this way of conversing, this way of talking and and and, and exploring things. What what why is that the one? 
that that we're using. You know, both. I know it's the only way we can talk, but like you personally, did you ever think you would be doing a podcast a couple years ago? Now that you're doing it, did you think you'd be doing this long? Like, what do you get out of the the idea of doing a podcast with someone to connect with them? Like, what does this feel like to you? To me, it feels like, and, and especially tonight, since we're both sharing drinks, um, it just feels like I'm hanging out with with Tim. And so what about the audience component? The audience component, I I don't necessarily think about that when we're when we're conversing. Really? Like I know it's there, and I'm sure there are times where I'll I'll try for a joke or something, <laughs> um, or I'll try to 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 say something interesting that might be the type of thing a listener would be like, wow, I just learned something about that that pop culture that I I didn't know. Um, but the truth is, I don't have a lot of that information. And so it doesn't often come out. But when it does, I, I try and use it. But like, for me, it's just, I wish other people were hanging out with us. I've enjoyed when we would hang out together in the same place. And I feel like it was always fun when we had other people there and it was just a bigger conversation and you and I were just hanging out with others. I almost feel like that's what I'm doing with you. I'm hanging out with you with like this sense that there are others there, even though they're not participating. If that makes so sense. Playing to an audience. We're playing to an audience. Yeah, I guess we are playing to an audience. That, yes, that's we are. Familiar. And I think that's I the difference. Like, like our, our pre-show prattle um, isn't, I'm not playing to an audience when I do that. Uh, I don't think. Not as much. No, I, I I think tonally there is a little difference. I The moment I hit recording, I feel like maybe it's because I'm the one controlling the buttons here. I feel like now I'm choosing to look for something. Yeah. So I wonder. No, I, this, this does feel sincere to me. And I guess I'm surprised by that fact. Well, I've always that, said, and, and this is part of. Always said. I have always said that we should just hit record do the opening and go. He has never said that, I, but okay. I haven't maybe said it in those words, but I'm like, if we just... You might say it before I hit record, and that's why I don't hear I've it. Actually, I've actually, I've always said it to my wife. Oh. <laughs> we finish, I go, I wish we had started six hours ago. Um, no, but... Um, Bravo. I think I think if we, if we were, I think, and maybe this is something we could try next time. If we were to just hit record right away and do a little of that, you know, catching up talk... How was your last week? But I know also you've talked about how you don't like that in a podcast. I have talked about that. Yeah. I'm so, a narcissist though. So, so when I'm involved in it, I'm feeling like I enjoy it more. <laughs> no, I there's I am very fascinated to why this show continues. And, and, and only because recently I feel like I've hit on feeling like <clears throat> I know the show more. Okay. I think in the last few episodes where it's like, yes, we have a topic. And yes, we'll be getting to that. Because yes, that if I was to listen to a show right now, I'd be shouting into nowhere because it makes me look crazy on the commuter rail. But I would just be thinking, like, get to the topic, get to the topic. But I guess I find it interesting that we're using that we're using a medium that we expect people to listen to to sort of become intimate friends again. Mm. Or we're we doing it via that. I feel like, and I like that, yeah. and I feel like it is discovering something. There is something inter, and I this is the nature I think of a lot of podcasts and and, and sincere shows, sincere art probably, yeah. maybe because this is one where it's one you know I'm working with someone, I'm talking with someone, and 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 it's rambling on. I mean, I edit it, I do edit these things, I cut stuff out, and he does and, and, and trust us. stuff. I do uh, a lot of again, a lot of names, a lot of names get cut out, <laughs> but um. 
I don't know. And we should get to the topic. I just, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that the show started and I thought it would just be clever jokes and like almost like a scholarly approach to these pop culture things. And then that seemed like enough to me, but very early on it hit me that no, we're reconvening. And the only thing you and I have our life, like, I'm not saying we drifted apart with, with animosity, but we just drifted apart because our lives were very different, Mm. became very different. We didn't have the commonality of living together, pursuing the same goals, whatever. And so we're reconnecting and have been for almost every week for the past two years, using the things from when we first met, using things from childhood, using things from our past as a way into trying to understand where we are, because that's how I filter the world through all of this comic book, music, obsession, animated film bullshit that that, that we call topics. Yeah. Should we be more scholarly though? Is that, I mean, I'm just curious because we don't, I mean, we've heard from some listeners, but we haven't heard from a variety of listeners, um, would they be more interested in in finding out facts and interesting tidbits about the topic at hand, learn more about the making of that particular album or what was going on in Eddie Vedder's life at the time? Or is it better, and I think it is better, that we talk about what was going on through our life at that time? Well, I think that's what this show became, yeah. has become, and that's what I like about it. And there are other shows you can find that do these other things, but I don't mean to speak for the audience. I'm just happy that we have one, so yeah. thank you, audience. Thank you, guys. 100! Thanks for, for hanging on. I'm assuming all of our audience started from day one. I am sure they did not, <laughs> and I think we've lost a few, but you know, if there are some people who have held on, if you count backwards all the way to episode one, and then go back one more. We did a trial episode. That's, I think, what was was maybe, I think you had asked beforehand, when did the show start? Yeah, when was that trial um, episode? Do you know? So in the uh, in the winter, start of winter of 2016, um, Rogue One, the first uh, non-saga Star Wars spinoff movie, was coming to the theater. So we, I thought we would use that as sort of a motivation to do an episode where we discussed a topic uh, from the 20th century to give a feel for how the show works. And we chose a discussion about the trailer for the movie uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That was our first real test episode, and it'll be connect. And you can check it out in the show notes. And you go back and listen to it if you want. It's it's it's. it's I want to go back and fun. listen to it. I didn't listen to it ahead of this recording because I. I was going to say ever. <laughs> I think I did listen to it because it was the first one. I wanted to know how it sounded. I don't listen to any of the others, though. You bookend it with the hundredth last one. That's what I I'll guess. do. But uh, but no, the reason I think we 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 grabbed it one for the nature of the show it was easier to watch a trailer than a full movie to discuss. But two, the Phantom Menace, and we say it in the episode, but I'll say it now. The Phantom Menace to me, and it just happens to fall, you know, dramatically towards the end of the twentieth century. That is the pivot point to me where all of this stuff that I grew up, grew up with, all this pop culture that matters to me, that's when I first started to understand or experiment with the idea of that some of this is nostalgia. Some of this is trying to recapture childhood, mm. trying to understand childhood. Some of this is just reaching backwards to something from a time when things, I think, felt different. There's so much writing on the fucking phantom menace yeah that i thought it was a nice entry for the show and you know we normally do anniversary episodes for you know we did it for the 25th the 50th and 75th 
Um, and, you know, this episode could have been another sort of anniversary episode, but I thought since that is where we started, why not spend an episode kind of diving into, dissecting, and discussing, and it's the 20th anniversary of the film, too, but a month later, two months later, uh, discussing Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Does that sit well with you? That that sits perfectly well. It makes absolutely perfect sense that this is the topic for our 100th episode. Do you miss the anniversary episodes of the past? What we normally do is that something that you would miss, like you know, like in the twenty fifth episode or the fiftieth. You know, we normally have a structure to these episodes. Yeah, you're talking about our pop fives. Oh, that's true. That is something we do. What's what's that? What's 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 the pop five? The pop fives are are the most terrifying episodes that we that we put together. Where what is it like a gimmick or something that we do? <laughs> you think it's a gimmick? I don't know. What is it? What what is what is this pop five he's talking about? This is when asking. we will ask each other to name five items or five things, five people, five titles, uh, five toys that uh, go along with whatever topic it is we're we're talking about. If it's the anniversary, we go back and we talk about older episodes by referencing, "Hey, tell me five more things about that particular thing." And you have thirty seconds to do it, and you have to name five things. And then we determine if 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 you got all five or if I only got one. So it's like a game. It it's a like fun kind little of a game. Fun game. Yeah. Is it fun for you? Do you enjoy the pop I, fives? I don't. I, I do enjoy. Not. I do though. I enjoy the pop fives because of how much I don't enjoy being timed and being pressured. Because we don't know the topics. I don't know what you're going to ask me. Are you going to throw a pop five on me right now? Um, you don't seem to like them. You're going to throw a pop five on me right now. You, you, you? don't seem to want to want to do them. I, I don't. I don't want to make. I don't want to ever make you do um, <laughs> something you don't want to do 100 times in a row, let alone on an episode. But yeah, I have a pop five for All you. Right. I thought it would be a way to sort of work our way into this, this is episode. We are, I mean, like before we get into it, uh, just to, for for a little reminder. To, to our listeners and our fan. Wait, are you going to remind them what a pop five is? Because I just did No, it. I'm going to ask you, are you a fan of Star Wars? I'm a fan of Star Wars. I don't think I'm a fan like you are a fan. I've ne- you, oh, really? We've you talked about that before. It. Like, I can't, I couldn't name the alien in the background that, that you can name. Oh, you're not going to like this pop five then. <laughs> um, But it'll be easy. I think you can do this. Oh, I, Phantom Menace was a new Star Wars movie, and uh, I watched it uh, the other day, Rewatched it. And here's something uh, I need to point out before you throw this pop five on me, which is probably about The Phantom Menace. I was unable to watch the entire movie from beginning to end in one sitting. The day before we were going to record that. <laughs> I looked several days before we were going to okay. record. Nobody um, owns it. Nobody that's owns not true. this movie. Several people I know own it. I just knew that I wasn't going to have the opportunity to get to them to get the movie. Um, it's not rentable anywhere. It's not streaming on anything. It is, uh, it turns out you can watch it on the TBS streaming network, but I am, I don't have cable, so I can't, I can't do that. Um, so I had to, uh, resign myself to watching clips of the movie, uh, in as close to chronological order in the film as I could, uh, on YouTube. Some would say that's the way to experience the entire saga, but, um, it didn't hurt. <laughs> didn't help. <laughs> didn't but help um, either, no. prior to that, though, in, the, in your life prior to watching <laughs> clips of the Phantom Menace on a very small phone, um, <laughs> Star Wars meant something to you, right? Like it's memorable. Yes. Right? There's things memorable. that matter to you. I, I, I would play act 
Star Wars, right. throughout my childhood, I had Star Wars action figures and vehicles and sure. toys. Um, yes. I currently will buy certain Lego sets that I can put together. Uh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, because they're, they're great films. They're full of things. You know, A New Hope, you got Jawas, you got Luke Skywalker, you know, Empire Strikes Back, you got Yoda, yeah. you got Lando Calrissian, Return of the Jedi, you got Ewoks. There are so many aspects, characters, and like you said, names and things that are fun to say about these movies that why wouldn't that keep going? I thought before we start talking about The Phantom Menace, I knew I would like for you, Bob Cash, oh, I'd like for you, my co-host here, who's about to partake in this pop five, to just, it's easy, very easy. Um, I just need for you to name five new characters that were introduced for the first time in Star Wars uh-huh. Episode One, uh-huh. uh, the, the Phantom Menace. Got it. Okay. Go. Uh, Mace Windu. That's one. Jar Jar Binks. That's another one. Uh, the the guy with the little wings. The guy with the little wings could be a lot of different things. Um, did he have a name? He did have a name, but I can't think of it right now. Wasn't any of those clips? He wasn't in the clips. He was like in the background. Ten seconds. Uh, Battle, we'll give it to you. That's three. Battle droid. Um, okay, that's four. And, uh, and? Boss Nas. Time. Did I get Boss, boss Nas? Boss Notch. Boss Nas. Isn't it Boss Nas? Boss Nas. Yeah. Nas Nas. Okay. Okay, you kind of got it. Watto was the name Watto. of the okay. character you were thinking, the very memorable Shmi? flying character. The, the clock is well done, but yes, yeah, Shmi is another word that's said <laughs> uh, in this movie. Um, but no, oh, I mean, you mentioned that's a major character yeah, he's a guy. in this film who he's, we had not he's, seen He's like a cardboard uh, cutout that moves throughout the... The movie I've come to. Find well, out. Oh, really? Not not a fan. Oh, not a fan of Liam Neeson's time. pre. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. This okay. So this time. I mean, I think like you, and I don't know if this is the direction you want to go. If you want to go back and talk about some of these characters, but I think like you, I wanted to really enjoy this movie. I wanted to really like it, and I think I held Qui Gon up as this great Jedi master, and and thought he'd be. Uh, something i would think about and talk about for years to come but um i yeah the, the this is before the movie came out yeah this before is the movie the came out and okay. even during the movie and days after the movie weeks after the movie and maybe even uh viewing it at home when it was on home video uh but then i sort of stopped caring about the movie i never really went back to it and watching it these clips uh this time I was just really put off by how unemotional and just flat the whole thing was. Huh. Mr. Qui-Gon. This was the first time you've seen it since when? When would you think the last time you watched The Phantom Menace was? Uh, I think we probably watched it in our apartment in Malden. At least so two thousand. One other time, yeah. So two thousand. <laughs> almost, almost a year after it came out, we probably watched it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and I'm. You haven't gone back to this as a Star Wars movie. Have you gone back to the other prequels? Um, no. I think I've seen Attack of the Clones more than the other two. Uh, but I really haven't gone back to any of the three. I was going to go back and watch it with my girls. Uh, but as I've discussed in previous episodes, I've I've ruined them for Star Wars uh, by trying to make them watch it 
when they were too young um, and they they are scared by it and so they have no interest in in any anything Star Wars so no I have not gone back to it and that's odd. that is odd to me oh I will say that the, 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 does this movie live I've in your head at all? I've seen Rogue One more than I've seen The Phantom Menace yeah but that's recent I could get that it's a recent movie it's a new movie point of your life it's coming out I, mm. I just I don't know this it's easy this it's also more movie. accessible now that now that I say that out loud what, Rogue One? Um, yeah, oh, Rogue One streaming. is, is, is streaming. Because you don't want to own anything or ask a friend right. if they could borrow the DVDs I'm sure they have. Right. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, I just, I, I only thought you work in California with people who used to decorate their coats with action figures that no one else had and walked around with a shawl decorated in Bib Fortuna's. I thought for <laughs> sure they would have a, a hey, multiple DVD they, copies of Phantom Menace. I, they they do. I just, it turned out, I had just assumed I'd be able to stream it, Tim. Oh, okay. I'll be perfectly honest. And so as we approached the recording, I just assumed, hey, it's Friday night. I'm going to watch, oh shit, it's not streaming. Um, oh, thank God. And I God wasn't about to buy thought. it for 20 bucks. Understood. So I've bought it a couple times in my day on DVD. I uh, I like this movie enough. <laughs> really, I watched this movie enough. I honestly, I've watched this movie probably as recently as two years ago. Okay. Um, I've seen it multiple times. Um, I mean, it is my least favorite of all the movies the Star ever Wars made? movies of all movies ever. <laughs> it's probably a notch above Hot the Trot. <laughs> But it's probably tied with Baby Geniuses too. Okay. With apologies to Hot to Trot. No, but I don't mind this movie. I and I think it used to be higher up on the list. I don't know if you've ever list made a list of you know, which of your sequence of Star Wars movies your favorite to least favorite. It's hard to do, sure, because a list entails a least favorite. I don't want to say I don't like any of these movies. I know I come in predisposed, and 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 honestly, to, to, from where we're starting off, one of the reasons I started with that pop five is. I am. I was predisposed from day one to like this movie. Right, exactly. And in conversations I've had with people since, I don't even know if I trust my opinion of this movie. I I understand exactly what you're saying. But you don't have that issue. You know you don't like it. I know that I no longer care for it. No longer? Yeah, because I, like you, was at that time predisposed. It was Star Wars. It was yeah. my childhood coming out. It's still Star Wars. I know, but I'm saying at that time, that's why it was it was going to be good. I was absolutely. Uh, how could I not love it? Mm-hmm. And then it opened, and we were in space again. We were in that universe. We were on those planets. We yeah. were seeing Jedi. We were seeing lightsabers. They were doing things they haven't quite done before, um, which was good. And then they were doing some things that they'd never quite done before, which was not so great. Um, what? Yeah. So it was like you're sitting there watching it and just the spectacle of it, you couldn't, at, the, at that moment, I couldn't not enjoy it. And then it's taken mm-hmm. these reviewings and the coming back to and the, and then also the being away from it for a while and then coming back to it just really kind of opens your eyes to how not great it is, at least for so me. So what's not great about it? At the heart of what you're saying, what is not great in your mind of the minute strips of Phantom Menace you watched on YouTube legally? <laughs> um, I found that there were two things that, that really bothered me in these clips. I don't like the story. It's huh. it's a little all over the place and dull. Really? I, I kind of felt a, a little bit. 
and I felt like it was dull. I, th- I felt like I didn't really get caught up in what was going on. I mean, with Star Wars, it's good and evil. It's pretty straightforward. And then in this one, it's a little less so. And that's okay if it makes it interesting and the characters are interesting. But then that's the other thing you How have. How is it not straightforward? They find Anakin. There's good in him. There's a dark cloaked man running a blockade and blocking a trade route. That's evil. I mean, good and evil is very clearly delineated in this movie. You've got a devil man with horns and a black (laughs) robe who's bad. You've got a bearded savior and a virgin birth child. And then you have your recognizable things like Yoda, Jedi's like good and evil. This is a clearly designated as much as a new hope was good versus evil story for 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 enjoyment or not what 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 is vague about this movie where are the shades of 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 that in this because i think there's this this political thing going on through all of it where Mm -hmm. where i'm just i got lost in that and it's a little bit like wait a minute but if this is law then then who are those people and that's clearly i mean i know that that guy's the emperor so it's like what where is that taking us and and then you've got these switcheroo princess not princess and then you've got she's a queen yeah, yeah that thing. they vote they don't vote on princesses they vote on queens thank you oh good good point um so it, for me it was especially in this reviewing and maybe it's because of how i viewed it i'll admit that might have played into it but it just seemed to be dull Mm-hmm. I had no one that I was really strongly rooting for. Okay. And it didn't help that the acting was so dull as well. Like it was just not anything I could really I couldn't sink into to to Obi-Wan as a young Obi-Wan. It just wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it would be. And I think at the time I probably thought it was. It was great. It was to see you and McGregor as a young Obi Wan. See a young Obi Wan with swagger walking around. We get to see Obi Wan angry for the first time. The only time ever. I did. He does get angry. Watch him walk. Watch him take his cloak off and walk. That's fucking you, McGregor, who I think was just about to do. Are you like Velvet Goldmine? Are are you projecting that onto that? Because I don't quite see that. I'm watching it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Everything in this movie exists, and this is why I don't know. This is one of the reasons the pivot point. This movie is a hologram. Of childhood, this movie is a is is a projection of things we already know, mm. of things we already care for. And asking you at the beginning, you know, name some characters from it. Everything I care about in this movie is pre-existing. You know, Obi Wan Kenobi, Jedi's, uh, Darth Vader's tale. You know, his story, R two D 2s appearance. Like those are the things I know, and they're projected on this movie in in a very weak tacked on origin story for each of them these new characters and uh, you know jar jar binks rick olay perhaps chancellor valorum oh valorum. i mean these handmaiden padme amidala i mean these these characters don't have any weight yeah which is unfortunate these characters who are meant to be the central focus don't really get to be that because they're giving us Yoda, we, you know, and, and again, I, the, the version you watched was he still a puppet or is it the new CGI version? It was a CGI watched? version. 
So he's there. These are recognizable things. I'll tell you what's weird about this movie. I, I, I and, and again, I, we'll get back to why I, I you know, I, I struggle with how this represents growth from childhood to adulthood. This movie at once is is hitting you over the head with remember Star Wars, remember Star Wars, and it's also working really hard to not give you Star Wars. The main theme plays at the beginning, plays once at the beginning, and then is lost for the rest of the movie. Nobody ever says the word uh, lightsaber. They they go the political route versus the more mystical route of the Force. They put science into the Force. There's a lot in this movie that is working very hard to distance itself from the source material while simultaneously beating you over the head of here's a room with all those familiar light windows you saw in the Death Star. And and here's a character's name walking like Torgo in Mano's Hands of Fate. But it's C-3PO. You can believe it's in that. Here are things you know. Because I remember applauding for R2-T2's first appearance. I remember applauding for Obi-Wan Kenobi meeting Anakin. I remember those things as jazzing me. Yeah. And they were there. And maybe that's what we wanted from a Star Wars prequel. But honestly, the way to make a movie... The way to make a new movie is to do something different. Right. And at the heart of it, this movie is, it fails, I'll say that, but it is trying to do something different, whether or not that's right. Yeah. Okay. I give you that. It's something different. <laughs> I mean, the do you do you enjoy The Force Awakens? I know we're jumping a century, but do you enjoy The Force Awakens? Um, I, I enjoy The Force. The Force Awakens, but I see the point you're trying to make because that's really sort of a retread of of a similar story. Which I don't even have a problem with. I do like The Force Awakens. Yeah. I, do, I do love it. But that is more so, and people mistakenly call it a reboot, but that very much borrows and it doesn't necessarily, I mean, it gives you Han Solo, it gives you Leia. Of course right. it gives you these characters again, but it kind of takes new characters and puts them in the roles right. of your original characters and do the things the original characters did. So there's some familiarity. Yeah. So there's something in there to strike the match and you, so you can go, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's that's like the thing I liked. But see, I know, like for me, when I saw that in the theater and I started recognizing that, I actually kind of slumped a little bit. I was like, oh, you know, because I... It would have been nice to have something new, you know, with the with the same characters and the new characters. It would have been nice to have something new, and I see that that's what maybe he was trying with the Phantom Menace, but it wasn't an interesting story to me. Is a New Hope an interesting story to you? A New Hope was an interesting story to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have I have since gone on record as saying that it's a very very slow movie. Um, it's a slow movie, the original Star Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's slow to get going for sure. But like similar to this podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> we are a new hope. Um, but then it has like these set sequences that are pretty awesome. It has characters that are engaging, and it has. It starts off pretty big. It <laughs> starts a off big ship. It starts and then off two big... characters that look un- that aren't human characters get launched into space. Right. And it's visually huge. And I think seeing that for yeah. the first time, I was stunned and loved it. And it was great. And I've seen it numerous times since. And now watching it with my kids, uh, or trying to, I I was very clear to me that it's like, there's like been 10 words spoken for the first 15 minutes. 
Now, is that slow to you or is that slow to your kids? Um, it's it, it's slow to my kids probably, but and maybe because I was there with my kids, it became slow to me. But it's still it's still slow. I still see how slow it is. Problematically slow? Like, is it hard for you to watch? No, it's still great to watch. Is that what you're saying here on this microphone? No, no, it is not problematically slow. Um, but it's paced really well. (laughs) Like, there's a great pace, and that movie moves quick. And it and it does so under two hours. I think it does so because it's it ends up being a epic. It ends up being epic. So it's a bigger story. You you it all makes sense by the end. Everything that's been happening that you've gone through um i don't get the phantom menace not make sense no the phantom menace not really honestly like you get to the end and it's like it was a hodgepodge of things that happened to get us there um it kind of makes sense but there's just so many weird things that happened that didn't need to happen you know and the whole uh queen amidala switcheroo yeah, I, say, I don't. I don't quite get that. Yeah, that doesn't but, need um, to happen. Uh, these silly Gungan battle—it's just—it's silly to me. And you know, I remember reading that that was partially his point to make it more kid-friendly. Um, but why would it be more kid-friendly? The first one is know, nothing right? but kid-friendly. But I mean, like, I forgot how much Jar Jar pulls from the Olsen twins on Full House. Yeah. You know, with Exqueeze Me. Like, that's a line of dialogue yeah, I don't, that an alien I, in Star Wars is saying. Is that your problem with the movie? That's part of my problem with the movie. Qui-Gon has to grab his tongue because he's rudely swapping apples out of out of a basket. And, and that's what a Jedi yeah. is going to do? I don't know. It just frustrates me after well, the fact. Star Wars again, isn't really in, known for its comedy. Right. You said isn't known for, right? I said is known for. No, I said is not known yeah. for. It's comedy. No, and that I mean, I, and it's obvious, and anyone listening can say. I mean that he Jar Jar Banks is a problematic addition to this movie, and I think if one was to hate this movie, everything, you, every tool you need to hate this movie, and the idea of a movie or a franchise is in that character. He's a technological marvel that's flashy. <laughs> He's low stakes comedy he's offensive <laughs> he's out of place he's just there for jokes and he and he's just too comical he is he is very out of place in that movie which is odd because the designs of that of Gun- the gungan design and the design of their city i mean those are interesting things to see this movie opens up pretty interestingly i mean we you know we see spaceships which we've seen before but we very quickly get to a jungle planet. We get to go underwater, which has never happened. I mean, Naboo is beautiful looking, going underwater. Yeah. Like, I actually, Visually. watching it this time, once they get off the ship at the beginning and they crash on Naboo, I actually enjoy a lot of that. I don't get Jar Jar Binks as a character, and I can't not be bothered by that now. I was embarrassingly not bothered by that the first time I saw the movie, which is a shame. <laughs> But I don't. I just remember him as being a character I'd never seen before. Yeah, that's all he was. Yeah. But he is clearly supposed to be like Chewbacca or one of these alien characters that you like. And I think the fact that he's speaking English, that he's making jokes, and that he's a horrible minstrel show is kind of a big detraction. I get that. Yeah. 
I totally get that. But I mean, do you like the other Gungans? Do you like the Gungan city? Did you watch any of those clips? Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I like the the visuals. The cities are amazing. The ships are cool. You know, all that is is great. And there are some great visual sequences. Uh, one of the battles up in space where he flies into the 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 blockade, and then obviously the duel at the end. Uh, wait, wait, you like the fight at the end, the space fight? Uh, the one where Anakin kind of gets caught up in it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's the most lackluster thing I've ever seen in these movies. Well, maybe, the space fight at this. Maybe movie? I saw a clip that somebody re-edited. That's so popular, <laughs> so fast and exciting. Uh, but but yeah, I thought it was fine. I and I enjoy the the music and the spectacle of that um, three way saber fight. That's great. That's, That's something fantastic. we've never seen. And that and that is there's drama in that, there's stakes in that. Yeah. That sequence has a pace. And yet, at the same time, everything I like about that scene is basically playing off of you like this in Star Wars? Here it is again. Here it is bigger. Like we've seen two lightsabers clash before. It's very exciting. Now we're seeing three and four blades. So we're seeing two people fight one. And yep, they're in that, they're in those windows that we saw in the Death Star again. This is Star Wars. What Star Wars should look like. That is pandering to us as an audience. It is cool. And I love it. I don't know I that that's one pandering. Of the I mean, that's the, that's the weapon of the Jedi. What are you expecting them to do? That's the thing. We were expecting for that to happen. Yeah. It's not a surprise that there's a lightsaber okay. duel at the end of one of these movies. Okay. It's one of the best lightsaber duels in the movies, I think. It's very exciting. Yeah. We see some things we haven't seen before, and there's emotional stakes, and there's no talking, yeah. <laughs> which is very helpful. And it's emotional, and, and there is there's a character dies, another character is, is, is gets emotional about it. Darth Maul is a cool visage to look at. I don't know if I'm using that word right, but it's a cool thing to see. That is a great sequence. So I enjoyed, I guess, I enjoyed that, those aspects. Do I like yeah. the other Gungans? That was a question you asked. No. I mean, really? Yeah. You don't like the designs of what they look like? Visually, they're they're interesting to look at, sure. But mm-hmm. then they open their mouth, they talk, and they slobber all over the place, and I, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I that's true. I, the, I didn't mind the voice of Captain Tarples, the one that kind of leads the army. I thought there's something to that that's okay. He looked kind of like the like Sir Didymus from Labyrinth, and I like that. Okay, but no, it's I I, I again, it's there. There's. Those scenes, it's just kind of like, well, look what we can do with the computers. We can replicate the droids. We can replicate Gungans and they're fighting. Like, I get all of that. It's very flashy. It's very showy. And honestly, it's not very Star Wars-y to me. But this movie is a generation's movie. That's the thing. This yeah. movie wasn't, for all the stuff that I'm saying is playing off of remember this, remember this, this movie wasn't made for us. Right. This movie wasn't put together and handed to us, was it? I mean, who was the audience for this film? Well, you got to imagine it was somewhat made for us. You can't possibly take a, a franchise like that, that that is still in our minds. It's not like you're, you're remaking something today that was popular in 1920. You know, there are people alive that- You're not trying to reboot the Phantom? No, you're not trying to reboot the Phantom. Uh, you're rebooting Star Wars, so you've but got to play to, I, to the uh, well, not rebooting, but you're you're continuing the story in sure. retrospect, in reverse, or whatever. Um, and so, obviously, you're going to be making it for those fans. 
Is it made for some? Were the originals made for someone? That's I guess that's the something. Originals? Like, was Star Wars: A New Hope was that made for a target demographic, or was that just made? Like, was that a passionate film? I believe it was, was a that a movie made film. for children. I believe it was a passionate film. I mean, I'm no historian when it comes to George Lucas, but from the little things that I do recall, you know, reading or seeing in interviews, I mean, he was just a fan of of those types of. Uh, sci-fi movies and so i think he was making it for himself we say that but those types of sci-fi movies star wars didn't exist yet that well, was a did. new I thing think, like th- to that scope with those types of effects but i think he was thinking uh, i'm again no historian but i think like of the buck rogers serials and maybe there were some other space serial type movies which were just short little cool short stories neat little action sequence cliffhanger moments you know much like he did with indiana jones um that just kind of he made bigger for because that's but what he indiana liked jones that makes sense i feel like that is a representation of those kind of films and i hear the set about star wars but the original star wars is it's not a pulpy story it's not a pulpy movie it's actually rooted very much in some mythological themes some lessons that are deep in the human psyche and consciousness and it's the whole obvious hero's journey thing like that it's a mythic film i feel like and i have always heard that he wanted to make his movies from childhood that's what's inspired him And, and i guess i say that because the phantom menace is the movies from his childhood that movie is the pulpy thing. That movie is the sort of Buck Rogers. I mean, they have Buck Roger laser guns in it. They have screens that work like the Buck Rogers sc- telescreens worked. I mean, it's it's a very different feel for the saga. Hmm. The, the, the issue of making The Phantom Menace, he made The Phantom Menace. He made the movie that apparently he wanted to make. I don't think that is necessarily for... I think it's made for someone... So it's a little calculated, but I don't think that was meant for us to enjoy. I don't think it was necessarily meant for us to get the same feeling we had as a child. Why is it so such a big deal that the Phantom Menace does, doesn't live up to our expectations when we all read Spider-Man comics or X-Men comics in the 80s and 90s? We weren't reading the ones from the 60s. We weren't reading the ones from the 70s. Or if we were, we were still fans of ours from the 80s and 90s. These things are ever moving forward. Yeah. What was the big deal with this that for some reason everyone had to get so angry about and so focused on this isn't? Why can't we just not like it, I guess is what I'm wondering. Why does it have to be the discussions into the ground of how this ruined everything that came before it? Because that's a lot of power for a film and a filmmaker to have. That they could conceivably, by committing two hours of entertainment to the screen, decimate where you're from creatively. I mean, I think you could owe a lot of it to timing. Because it's not... Like you were saying you read comics in the 80s and 90s, but you didn't read the ones from the 60s. And that's a... Well, no, that's just the same amount of time. But I think... There's a combination of we weren't that much older. We were, what, 25? We were 23 when it came Okay. Or I was, you were 24. 24. So I was close. Um, May 19th, 1999, I'll add. (laughs) That's when it came out. So, So it's like we weren't that far removed. And also just who we were pop culture wise, we we were fans of movies and sci-fi and things. And so 
But there's been sci-fi fans before us. There are people who grew up. No, I know, but there hasn't been. But there hasn't been a Star Wars. There hasn't been a Star Wars before us. There wasn't a Flash Gordon was pretty fucking big in its day. And I think people Tarzan was pretty big. People that saw the Flash Gordon who grew up with Flash Gordon and then watched the Flash Gordon uh, from the '80s might have complained about it on the internet if the internet existed. I don't know about that. I don't know if you know. I, I know about that only through this time device I have. Well, but that's, so I think there's this combination of the internet coming out just around that time and becoming more accessible and more people using it. And the fact that we were still in our youthful stage of life and we weren't quite ready to grow up and to have Star Wars come back into our lives at that time, uh, like you were saying right at the opening, it's, it's this nostalgia of... Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to childhood and enjoy Star Wars again. And so to have it come out and not live up to all these expectations you have. And I think the backlash, I can't remember exactly if it was immediate or if it came over time. Because I know, like we've been saying, I don't think it was immediate for me. I wanted to enjoy it. I did enjoy it in that moment. But then over time, as as I became more familiar with it, and just, it just didn't have the same impact. Um, but then... To say that it's not for us and that everybody bashes it is not really true because there are children who saw it as children. And that was the first thing they were seeing. And that made them fall in love with Star Wars. I know people now, these young bucks that I work with, uh, (laughs) who are fans of Star Wars because they saw The Phantom Menace. Sure. You know? Because that's who it was made for. Yeah. But I, I don't know that it was necessarily made for them. I th- I couldn't tell you who it was made for. I honestly believe you have to make it for the audience that's already there, that that is excited to go see it, that is going to recognize these I think characters. a six-year-old is going to laugh at Jar Jar Binks quoting Full House. I think a six-year-old is going to enjoy the first two fart jokes that yes. George Lucas ever put in a movie. I think a six-year-old is going to enjoy a character who's 10. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, which is the second worst part of this movie. Ugh is the first child to ever be in this saga. That's a relatable character with a relatable age. I mean, I think all the things that fans going into this dislike about this movie were exactly things that weren't that were designed to appeal to someone else. Sure. And yes. it's just I don't and I'm just like why why is it so important that this movie have should be good when we have and I'm making some generalizations here, but I'm going off of conversations I have. We have a saga that we love that truthfully, and this annoys me, a lot of people who love it only like two of them. They don't even like Return of the Jedi. So they just like two. But that was always accepted. That was always fine. It's a good series, but boy, Return of the Jedi is the worst. Blah, blah, blah. It's like whatever. Yeah. But you could get through with that. Yeah. So you've got those. You've got what you need. You live through it. You have it in your hand. What does it matter, aside from the disappointment of, oh, that wasn't a good Star Wars movie? You have a good Star Wars movie. Right. You have three good Star Wars movies. I just burped into the microphone. I apologize if you heard that. Tasted like an onion. I didn't eat an onion. I don't know what that is. I don't even have a comment for that. But but thanks for letting me know. I didn't notice it. You could have kept going. I don't think anyone would have known. But now you have onion breath. You don't have a comment. I didn't have an onion. And Barney Hill doesn't have a coin. I don't know. Or heart, I think, was the line. But that's for no one. 
except fans of the Betty and Barney Hill abduction story and the man in black who visited investigators shortly after Barney Hill's death. Um, I don't remember. I There are X-Men stories that fans don't like, but they don't suddenly distance themselves from the X-Men. This is growing up in the 90s. Right. There are people who you know, enjoyed He-Man, but didn't, did not enjoy the new adventures of He-Man or enjoyed Ghostbusters, but did not enjoy Ghostbusters Extreme or enjoyed G.I. Joe, but did not enjoy G.I. Joe Extreme or, you know, watched Mr. Rogers, but wouldn't watch Mr. Rogers Extreme. There were people that were willing to accept that a pop culture that meant the world to them could hit a point and you, and, and, and you just weren't a fan of it. But this strange aspect, and again, it's Star Wars. Fine, I get it. But this, the fan, our age, reaction to something, prior to really internet being there the way it is now where everyone can attack people on Twitter and, and build an army, the, the, the failure of this movie was magnified by a fan base that didn't like it. Because there was a fan base that liked it. There were kids, like you were just saying, who liked this. Yeah. So let it be. Let it fucking be. This movie doesn't, never owed us anything. George Lucas never owed us anything. And I don't remember, and I'm sure it happened because I was a douchebag fanboy towards comics a little bit with how I talked about comic books. But I don't remember ever having the experience where... I felt like people were feeling like this movie owes me. This filmmaker owes me. This musician owes me. And maybe it's happened and I didn't miss it. Cause I'm trying to think maybe music's the example there. Like maybe people didn't really care for steel wheels tour by the Rolling Stones or anything by Aerosmith. But the, the, there's a, there's a bizarreness that, that maybe we're belaboring and talking about to how, fans of a movie suddenly had to, to put their energy into hating something like hating it. Like I've never hated this movie. I'll make fun of it. I'll put jokes about things that don't work, but I do that with all of them and I still like it. I enjoyed it. I, it's not great. It's not a great movie at all. And it's pretty low stakes, <laughs> to be honest. You were saying nothing yeah, happens. This is what I'm I was saying. pretending something happens. They walk a lot of places. Oh, they they go from here to there. There are so the many shots of, of ships landing. Yeah, no, there's some great shots of ships landing. There's also some boring shots of ship landing. <laughs> but if you don't like that boring shot, there's another great shot coming up in a moment of a ship landing. Sure. It's not a good movie. But Ghostbusters 2 is not a good movie. That's that's a true fact. Teen Wolf is not a good movie. Teen Wolf 2 is also not a good movie. But Teen Wolf <laughs> is not a good movie. Is it not? I was thinking about going back to Teen Wolf. I mean, maybe. It's fine. But that's the thing. Like, I can have an opinion of Teen Wolf. I'm not going to get on a pedestal. Right. I mean, I guess we have a show, so I'm stepping my own feet here. But I'm not going to go to Teen Wolf and, and feel like you ruined the werewolf medium for me or the Michael J. Fox medium for me or the fat guy who plays basketball medium for me. Yeah. It's, it's not like it, it, it shattered the world. I keep going back to comics because outside of Star Wars, X-Men is something that I followed probably from age eight up into my late 30s yeah. and with comics. And to look at that, there are a series of stories that are awful in that run of, of, of the X-Men. There's some series of stories that are great in that run of X-Men. Different authors, different artists, same characters. 
There are things they did with the characters they didn't like, things that I did, but I never felt insulted by the book. I never railed against it. The way that people get off railing against this particular property, as they then like to call it, suddenly it's a franchise, suddenly it's a property, suddenly it's a corporate cash grab to just make toys. It's like all of us who grew up with these fucking movies had the toys. It wasn't a cash grab. We loved the toys because it was a way of extending our experience with the film and we got to play with it. And I don't remember ever saying I have to have this, 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 and this. I got the, I had some favorite characters that were fun to have. I also had some favorite characters I never had. And it was just fucking fun to ex- to, to, to experience it. My experience with, with the toys, talking about like which ones you get, I just got whatever showed up under the tree. A lot of Dengars. You know, like I, I ended up with an Ewok village. I didn't know I even wanted one, but man, that was fun to play with. Yeah, they're fun and they're kids things. And I don't, I, I, I might be making you the the poster person for, for whatever my rage is aimed at. And I apologize if I'm misinterpreting or, or using you that way. But I don't, do you have that? Do you feel the outrage towards this movie was justified? Um, I, I did at the time. Yeah, I really? kind of did at the time. At the time, because I was I was in that same place. I'm not the type to to rail on that sort of stuff. And the thing is, we went and saw episode two and episode three. You know, it's not like we hated it so much we we went away. And then Force Awakens were there day one. You know, it's like, and I think, I think the way we grew up with it plays into it. Because it's not just you talk about it like it it owes me. It doesn't owe you. Nothing owes you like that. But in your mind, you were playing with those toys to expand the universe. You wanted more adventures in that universe. You wanted to meet more characters. And here's that sudden opportunity to do that. You're going to be back in that place, going to new planets, meeting new characters. You want it to live up to all of the the, the adventures you created in your backyard. Uh, with those characters and when you realize it's not because it's like you've just said it's not a good movie and i think that's where you get a lot would make a good movie the playscape of a (laughs) eight-year-old i just the expanded world we made with the toys was fun for us because of our experience with it i don't think those stories would translate well to a movie I understand what you're saying, yes, but I'm just saying that that's where our kind of mindset was, I think. And I agree that there are those fans, and I think you we have an episode that you might have done without me, where you really got into the fan culture, so I think you should link that in the show notes. Well, it was about the toys, we talked about the toys. Um, but there was another one, with like uh, when we had a guest, you had Jarf on, I believe, or was that their podcast? Oh, yeah. No, no, that, that that was our podcast. Okay. <laughs> I can link to that as well. Um, Jarf is a longtime friend of the show and, and are, are multiple repeating guests that I enjoy. Yeah. And, and has a podcast coming out this fall, I believe. The Joe versus the Minute Joe versus Volcano Minute by Minute podcast. There we go. Um, the sad promotion that was that was meant to be sincere. I'll do it again, Jarf. I'm sorry. Yeah, re-record no. that in post. Just kind of Oh, st- not now. I'm in, in the future. Yeah. But um, stick it. Yeah, so I mean, now you're getting into a whole different type of conversation, though, about fan culture, um, because we're t- we're, no, we're talking about this. This is very particular. Okay, as a topic, well, I we're mean, talking I think the Star Wars culture. I think be- let's not jump ahead to where we are now. Let's not jump ahead, maybe to the awareness. Let's talk about at the time well, the way of, people turned against this. But you I kind of bowl over the fact that oh yeah, I know it's Star Wars, but 
I don't think you can say it's Star Wars, but Star Wars was a very big deal for a lot sure. of people. Bigger than and it shouldn't stop because something fails. It shouldn't be derailed because no, it shouldn't oh, be derailed. No, this one a didn't person, do anything. A person for should me. be like, this didn't do anything for me. I don't need to see the next one. It's great and fine that they continue. I, I, you shouldn't be constantly complaining about it. You shouldn't say, how dare they do that to these characters I love. You should accept the fact that this is just another creative outlet, another new story that I like or I don't like. And people knew how to do that because they were already doing it with other things. They were doing it with things that were less than. I don't know if we can say I that, I think though. you can. I think you can say, like, you use Ghostbusters as an example. Ghostbusters is a fantastic movie. Ghostbusters didn't have the epic scope of Star Wars. You didn't have hundreds of toys you could get. You had, like, four or five or eight tops. I'll tell you, 13-year-old me said I would never watch another Ivan Reitman film after Ghostbusters <laughs> 2 and then cut ahead 11 years and evolutions in my DVD player. <laughs> But that's my point. That's that was a what, hard joke that, to write. That was. But but that's my point. It's like you don't have the same experience with Ghostbusters that you had with Star sure. Wars through three movies and a childhood of toys and 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 cartoon specials and Muppet Show guest spots, you know, that just didn't happen. Um and, and I absolutely loved I loved Ghostbusters. I remembered when I think we've talked about this. I watched that making of special on NBC where at the end um, it was Rick Moranis saying, I'm having so much fun. I could do this every week. We should have a Ghostbusters TV show. And I was like, holy shit, you should. And then I saw Ghostbusters 2 and I was like, oh, that wasn't as good as the first one. I'm going to go on with my life now. And I was... 13? I don't know how old I was when Ghostbusters 2 came out. You would have been 14 if so, I was 13. So again, I'm very close. Um, but that's different than Star Wars. As much as you say it's not, it really, really is. So was this necessary? Was this trans... This goes back to, I think, why... I Maybe this does tie into why I think this is a pivot point, not just for me, but for culture. Did something happen with this movie coming out that twisted and turned and instead of maturing us into adults who can like things, just poisoned pop culture fandom from that point on? I think there was a new behavior that came out of this movie that I don't remember preceding it. Is it maybe because of the size of, the, of, of Star Wars as a topic, but whatever it is, was this something we everyone had to go through? Is this a way of filtering that your childhood is not as cool as you think it doesn't mean as much as you think but instead of having an open eye to that with you know because i've said it before i'm shocked people i'm not the only one who reads comic books who read comic books plenty of people grew up reading comic books and then they stopped plenty of people were buying muscle toys and mad ball toys and army ant toys and then they stopped well they, they stopped making those i, I i'd still be buying those <laughs> You would still more army ants, please. Tommy, get back in the army ants, biz. I would. Uh, you, you too, American greeting cards. We love your mad balls. Man, I would have so many mad balls. You have no idea. Do you not go to Hot Topic? You could have so many mad balls. Do they have mad balls now? I. They must. They. They. I'm sure they have t-shirts, and I'm sure it's like these mad balls or some weird pun that I don't <laughs> quite get from a meme. But I. I just. There are plenty of things that people leave behind, and I don't understand this because I'm only recently working through that. Was 
no Star Wars prequel would have worked because of what you were saying with the toys. We've built up our own story, so nothing's going to live up to that. It's impossible because the medium is the same film. The characters are not the same. They're different actors. And whatever story they're going to give us now, it's that that's that delusion that, well, the story you make up in your mind is always better. That's not true. But because you sat with however Darth Vader became Darth Vader for so long, your mind accepts that it's the better idea. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure my idea of him falling in a volcano and coming out okay with my action figure was not a very good story. <laughs> but because I sat with it for 13 years or however long it was, that's the story I have. And I think I think fandom is diluted. And I think these Star Wars fans, I'm counting myself into this, are diluted. And I think we all handle things differently. But it's just, I think something happened with this particular movie that had not happened maybe in the history of pop culture. Yeah. And won't happen to this degree again, but definitely influences how it continues to happen. And that's this disgusting ownership, not over the the, the story, not over the characters, really over, you know, everyone wants to point out how commercial it is. That's what's driving people nuts. They've commercialized it like they own it, like it's their fucking thing and that it has to keep going. And it's, it's, it's like, that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how pop culture works. That's not how creative art works. So what's with all these fucks, of which I guess we're both part of, <laughs> that are so goddamn obsessed with making sure that their pop culture is still reflected in the new pop culture? Why does our Ghostbusters have to be the best Ghostbusters? Why does, ooh, it's only the band that I liked when I liked that matters, now they're sellouts. Why is that the driving force with these things? Why can't we just enjoy what we like and let it go? Because we're changing. That's part of this show. We change as people. We're not who we were and I, in the 90s. I think, I mean, you keep saying these people that, that have the ownership, why can't you let it go? I, I'm part of that I in a way like, too. I don't mean to just I feel like I've gotten myself. to the point. I, I know I've gotten to the point where I, I let things go. Yeah? yeah. Like what? Well, what have you let go? Well, like, like this whole Star Wars, current Star Wars argument, the, the arguments continue. I'm not... You know, I I have made my share of Jar Jar jokes, I'm sure. But at this sure, we can do that. At this point, we can also point out that that is a horrible stereotype and a racist, yes. a racist decision. That's a problem. But also, it's at, problematic. At this point, when I came across the guy who has the, the Phantom Menace toys on his desk, I didn't berate him and diss the movie and complain and like, are you kidding me? I was like, that's awesome toys. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And we, That's we, how it should we be. would talk about Star Wars. And it's like, oh, God, when did you see it? How old were you? Oh, yeah, I saw it, you know, just after college, you know, and we talked about Star Wars. I didn't complain about the movie with him. And I'm not online, you know, in my search for clips um, to, to watch to kind of catch myself up and remind me of the movie. There are countless clips of the 15 things wrong with Phantom Menace, you know, all, sure. all the all the plot holes of, of every movie that George Lucas has ever made. Um, I have no interest in watching any of those. I don't care because I, I'm not saying those can't exist. That is a way of examining something. And I get it. Yeah. These are things that are faulty. But I'm just we saying, do like, We do it on this very podcast. To, to an extent, of course. Um, but it isn't how I live my life. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to us discuss Teen Witch before you say that. <laughs> Go back to October and listen to our Teen Witch episode, a film that people worked on. It's not, 
It's not a great movie, though. No, it's not. That's okay. But neither is this. And neither is this. And that's why it's okay. I think we... But it wasn't okay at the time. You are in the minority, if that's how you felt then, of saying it's okay that's a bad movie. And you're more mature than most of our friends who claim to be it's... huge Star Wars fans with all their stuff, but hate these films. I'm not talking about the two that we're thinking of. They're actually very mature with their handling of this. But there are plenty <laughs> of people who it's enjoy hating this, I guess. They enjoy hating this thing. And I say that because they shut me down with their conversations about it. They have to share like these videos you're saying, like, this is what's wrong. This is why it ruined it. It's like it didn't ruin anything because these movies did not make the other ones cease to exist. We didn't need them is what we feel like. Right. But somebody did, like you said, because you got, you know, your work with people. I, I just, the fuck is wrong with fandom that, that that this again i'm not saying anything that's new but it's just like i feel like this was the first time ownership really raised its fucking head the biggest damaging aspect of nostalgia really came out full force for this it's not going to happen by the way when avatar 2 comes out even though it's the highest grossing movie in the world nobody's going to care if that ruins the and sully's <laughs> And and, and 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 lessens the impact of whatever happened in Avatar. I I, they, I know that they they fuck a tree, I think, with a cord, and then they can control a bat. I think is what happens in that movie. I'm not I'm not sure. And, have and you not Sigourney seen Weaver is in there. I've seen. I've it. not seen I've, it. I've seen. Oh, you have I've not, seen portions oh. of it. You know, if you saw it, then it would make nine more dollars. <laughs> but I just this is a pivot. It is a pivot point for me, and I, sure. I know it is. I, my problem and what I'm trying to understand is why does that matter? Do we need a pivot point to become an adult? When did you, when were you able to put to rest that it's just a movie? Uh, probably, I don't know. I mean, I would assume I did as I watched the others. Like I just, cause it didn't, the others didn't have an impact. Oh, you mean like with Attack of the Clones yeah. or Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Because they just didn't have the same impact on me. It wasn't as built up. My expectations had, had lowered. Um, and, I, and I was just sort of enjoying the movie themselves. Still, you know, the acting wasn't great uh, from some of the characters. But the action was pretty cool. It was new planets, new ships, new sequences. Um, and it was the kind of thing where I could watch it in the theater and not have to go back and see it. We were watching Star Wars repeatedly. It meant something to us. And and so, yeah, at a, at a certain point with these new movies, um, and when I say Star Wars, I mean the original trilogy. Um, but at a certain point with these movies, I just didn't have that same interest. You know? Like, I, I came to terms with it's no longer, like you're saying, it's not really for me anymore. I was still but coming to terms is a weird. Why would we? We're, we were adults <laughs> at twenty three. Why well, do you have to? I wanted and, and, and it to I'm be. not saying just you. I'm saying the world. I wanted it to continue. You're, like, why wouldn't you want that to continue? Why wouldn't you want to still feel that excitement? And and, and, and why can't you still want it to continue and just be disappointed with the ones that came out? I, and that's it hasn't what I slowed became. anything that's, down. That's what became. But you're you're the rarity. <laughs> you're the. Uh, you're the tall snaggletooth. 
that nobody has with the blue jumpsuit. Uh, no, the one. one that's hard to find, and everyone else yep. is the squat, ugly, red-shirted that's one. That's the one I have. Whose opinion is just like it's the most important. It's like it doesn't matter what we thought about this movie because one movie made a billion dollars, sure. so it's a financial success. Two. He made the rest of the ones that he claimed he wanted to make as he wanted to make them. And three, people like them. There are people who like them. So it doesn't fucking matter. But the amount of anger that I'm directing towards people who hate it. And also, because that's the thing, like, I, I don't I don't defend this movie. Right. <laughs> I don't have to anymore. I think it's died down. I think I've, but I've had to in the past. And I've really, and it's hard to do. I had to defend, this is jumping ahead, but I had to defend, the, not had to, but was put in positions where I felt like I have to defend The Last Jedi. Hmm. Like, it's gross how much people, and it's like, hate it. Go ahead and hate it. It's going to have flaws. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But, I just like, why am I, I, I want to just talk about stuff I like, talk about the pop culture, talk about Star Wars, but I don't want to have to defend it. And, you know, people can say like, well, if you can't defend it, that was the argument that was made. Like, well, if you can't defend it, it can't be good. It's like, yes, it can. I shouldn't have to defend what I like. I just don't want to talk about people who hate it. But I just don't get how you can hate. I can get not liking The Phantom Menace, and I can get hating characters. I can't get, if you hate it so much, still talking about it so much and giving it so much weight as destroying. And again, not you. You don't, you don't do this. Thank you. The, these are mixed emotions. These are, This is more complicated than I thought. It's not that I just love this stuff. I'm in love with something about this stuff or I'm relying on this stuff or there's something more to it that may not be healthy and maybe it is, but there's something to the pop culture that I cling to and have to talk about and talk as and use as my language that this movie showed me isn't just about the the piece. And that's dangerous. That's a dangerous use of art. If you can call, if you can call parts of Phantom Menace art. There's stuff done in this movie that's never been done before. That's artistic. Everything that Padme Amidala wears is pretty artistic. There's a, there, the first time you see her, she's wearing a lamp. <laughs> her dress is a fucking lamp. It looks great. Yeah, it this movie has great design yeah. in, in parts of it. But I don't know. I, 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 I just... It was the end of something. Because... People didn't like the special editions, but boy, they didn't rail against it the way they railed against this movie. And this movie, and that's, it's like, if you're going to rail unhealthily, rail against the time he did fuck up what you love. You can actually say he ruined what I like because you can never get a the proper version of how you originally saw it. Right. Phantom Menace was all fucking new. So if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. So don't watch it. You know, I don't watch every incarnation of the Ninja Turtles. I watch the ones I like. And I skip the ones I don't like. And it's not that it's an abomination. It just doesn't work for me. And I'll say a couple of lines here and there. And Ninja Turtles were big for me. But it's just like, I don't, I mean, I get, of course I get it because people are assholes. I'm one of them too. But but the, 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 the using of Star Wars, which is something you fucking loved as a kid and meant the world to you, the using that as an illustration of how horrible things are, how Pop culture has gone wrong, how greedy, and it's about the money. It's like, that's all it is for all of you if all you want to do is trash it. And you can't just embrace what you still love or take a look at it and try to decide, hmm, why do I like this? I mean, God forbid any of these people's kids enjoy the prequels. What, are they going to call them shits? Are they going to tell them their opinion's awful? I watched a lot of crap growing up. And not once, not once did one of my parents say, this is awful. <laughs> 
Uh, you, you've got to, and you've talked about this before, this, this, this fandom, this angry fandom thing, this ownership. So um, I'm sure we'll get back to it with new topics too on episodes 108, 196, 204. <laughs> pos- I don't know. How far are we going to go? 102. I don't know. <laughs> But here's the thing. I, I like that would have been a nice segue <laughs> into the closing. But you but have more I'm to gonna, say about hating well, these fans. No, I got more to say that what we do on the show, isn't this exactly what I'm hating right now? <laughs> Aren't we treating these things with more reverence than maybe they need? Aren't we making them the most important earth shattering tool to understanding the world? I mean, aren't for everything I'm saying, isn't that just what we're doing? with this podcast and talking about it. Like, is there actually a way for two people to talk about pop culture once they're adults that doesn't turn into this kind of thing? I think there is. And I think we do that more than you realize. I don't know that we, I think we take our personal shared experiences and talk about them. And I think in certain ways it's, not a bad thing to to rail on something we didn't like because that personally affected us and that's the point of what we're doing here to talk about that i think it's different to go to somebody that you don't know or to put it on the internet and and to keep talking about it and to bash other people for liking it that you don't know it's different here we're on the internet by the way that is how everyone is i just mean impersonally on the internet a comment in somebody else's post kind of thing this is you and i who have known each other who have shared experiences who have experiences um from our youth before we knew each other with things that we both know about or both played with or both listened to or both watched and so we're talking about that from our specific point of view to each other about each other Um, and i think that's okay i think that's how we can do it we happen to be recording it and putting it out there for other people to listen to if they so choose. We're not. Are we recording it? Yes, it is it's recording. still recording. Thank you. That was a good reminder. So it's not. I think it's different because we're not, you know, jumping on somebody's innocent comment to teach them right from wrong about Star Wars. We're just sharing. We're having a conversation that if other people so choose to listen to, they can do that. Huh. That's a mature distillation of what I hope the show is. I hope so too. Let's say you liked the think you liked this episode and you want to hear 99 different ones that maybe are stronger. Well, why don't you know what you can do? You know what you can fucking do? You can go, oh my God. Have you ever done this part? Do you want to do this part this of the part. show? Oh I can't God, do any of the parts. Oh, I just want to let people know that we have a website. We have a website. It's 20popcast.com. A fucking website. You must know that by now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can go visit it. You see the, you listen to the most fucking recent episode. We got a list of all our former fucking previous shows. Um, you can fucking subscribe to us on whatever pod fuck catcher you fucking listen to the shows on. What the fuck, oh, man? You can man. do that. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on fucking Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can follow us on fucking, I don't know, what, at 20 Popcast on all of those mediums. Damn right. You can download our theme song, Super Poppy, by a name I just forgot again. Shit, Holy man. fuck, I thought, Kamuki. I honestly oh. thought, oh, the fact that you're even bringing that up again, you must have it written down right in front of you to do better than last time. 
a hundred of no. this, everyone. Oh my god. Hey, and if you Come want on. 99 more, then keep following us. Write some reviews so we can get uh, some. Not of this episode. No, well, no, Maybe actually, of this episode. episode. Tip, you're going to find this was a great episode. This was a really this was good an episode. 100th episode. It was the 100th episode. <laughs> of the 100th we've done, this one was that. <laughs> Yeah, people can follow you, right? Oh, absolutely, on fucking Twitter at RH Canning. <laughs> yes. And uh, Bob does a comic strip. Oh, that's so old. So-called fuck. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> it's a comical take on intercourse. <laughs> you know on what? The West Coast. G- give me four more episodes, and I'll have some new, uh, new, new comics posted, and we can talk about that. Okay, so after this psychotic episode... Um, We'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, congratulations, Bob, on what would be called a centennial of podcast episodes, if that's how any of those words work. Tim, thank you. But honestly, this is all you. You do all the work. You do the editing. You set up the recording. You have, have, have made me just a happy man for being allowed to participate. So thank you. You made it to 100. Well, we... We made it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean you know, you, it's you, your show too. You made the drinks. We're here. You had your drink that you made. You made that big ice, that ball that of ice. Huge. It was in your cup. Yeah, it's big. I'll post it on Twitter so people can yeah. know what we're talking about. I think he did. I thought I saw it before we started. It's on. Oh, it's it's on, on the other Instagram. two. It's on Instagram and Facebook. Gotcha. Yeah, post it on Twitter. Another thing people don't pay attention to us on, <laughs> and we'll check it there. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a topic. Yeah, it'll be a topic. Yeah, okay, with a topic. The galaxy's most legendary heroes, fearsome villains, and coolest vehicles. Now available to take home and play with at Pizza Hut, KFC, and Taco Bell. Right now, at participating Taco Bell locations, you can get one of these cool Star Wars Episode One collectible toys. One in every Taco Bell kids meal you buy.